This is Connecting Faith and Life. I'm Mr. Brown, Proclaim Ministries, helping you connect faith and life. Thanks for joining us from the episode. And today's episode, I want to talk about the school shooting that happened recently in Uvalde, Texas. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I want to talk about how we can respond to that. Um, I guess the, one of the titles I was working with was uh, Pray or Pointing Fingers. Um, what, how should we respond? And I, I would, I'm, I'm tempted to say, how should we respond as Christians? But I don't really like that sometime where we, you know, should Christians be on social media? Should Christians be doing this? I think that's a bad question because it's not about what all Christians be doing. God tells us what we should do most of the time. But some of the stuff is like, what does God lead me to do? What has God called me to do? So some of our responses are different. I think all of us should pray. I think God has told us to pray. That's clear. Like, we should be praying for our world. We should be praying for people to be saved. We should be praying all the time. And I think these big tragic events cause us to to pause. And I think it's okay to pause. And I was talking to someone about this that, you know, I think in our world, we don't really think of grief. Or we, we, we run from grief. We run from sadness. I think you read the Bible, I think maybe they had more death. I don't know. I think our mortality rate may be different. I don't know. But some of them live to be hundreds of years old. I said, I'm not quite sure. But my point is this. I think, you know, you read the Bible when things bad happen, they put on sackcloth and ashes. And ashes. All the people wailed and weeped and people uh, would, would not eat. And so I think the culture is different where when sad things happen in our world, we want to run from it. And I get we shouldn't run around being sad all the time because we have hope in Christ. But I think the Bible says weep with those who weep, right? That we should be willing to grieve with those who are grieving and even for ourselves to pause and take a break. And I remember when my mom passed away, you know, we we weren't going to take our kids to the wake. We were going to, you know, keep from that. But we took them. And I think it's good for them to grieve as well. And we definitely weren't going to send them up to, to look at the body. But Evan wanted to. Evan asked, could he go see grandma, you know? And I'm starting to tear up now thinking about that. But I think as as society, it's okay to to be sad and to weep and not just start pointing fingers about why it shouldn't happen. And, you know, this gun law or this legislation or who's at fault. Ultimately, sin is at fault. Ultimately, our world is in decay. And I think, unfortunately, we get comfortable when things we don't see visible evil like that or it's not broadcasted like that. Uh, because I, I haven't done the numbers yet, but I don't do this research, but I think I know kids are dying every week, every weekend in Chicago and other major cities in the United States of America through gunfire, through illegal guns. But we we just kind of get used to that and don't say anything about it. And I know and I grieve over the 19 people and 19 kids and, and three adults. Actually, I think he killed his grandmother as well, who died. And I think, you know, I know some of these statistics and even me, I'm talking about this stuff. And I think we need to pause. And I've been pausing, praying and grieving over this because it, it hits home. We have kids in elementary school. Um, not only that. I go to elementary school. I go to schools on a regular basis. I'm on campuses all the time. But to me, it, it helps give perspective. So uh, let me tell you, I think, number one, we should be praying. We should be praying. And also we should be getting in proximity because I, I talked about in other podcasts, proximity matters. How can we get close to people who are grieving? How can we be in their lives when they do grieve and we they, they, they look out for someone? And that's the one thing about proximity, too, I didn't talk about in the last episode is I'm on social media. I am on Snapchat. These kids be snapping, chatting me all the time. And like I'll post a story on Snapchat and 130 kids will be watching it. Uh, I get some responses and I'm on TikTok. I don't have a lot of followers on TikTok, but I have a you know a bunch of kids on YouTube and I have a like dislike relationship with social media. 
I dislike it because our kids are spending way too much time on these networks, on these social media platforms. I talked to a student six and a half hours. She pulled out her phone and she showed me six and a half hours. She averages a day on TikTok on one social media platform. Another student told me she stayed up all night the night before on 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 TikTok with her friends or on social media with her friends. Uh, and I said, are these friends going to school? Yeah, some go to school. Some I've never met before in the other parts of the world. And she said, I had to take three energy drinks and two Red Bulls just to stay awake. And later I saw her, her leg was just shaking like this. <laughs> so I dislike it. I think it, it can it's damaging our kids, it's causing anxiety, it's causing them to feel like they don't matter. As a matter of fact, talking to a group of students recently, they said they feel like they don't matter. I said, how many feel they don't matter? Raise hands. I said, what would make you feel like you matter more? And one girl said, if I had more followers on Instagram. So we talked about that because that's a fleeting hope that that hope doesn't lead you anywhere because those same friends would be those who don't like you in the next minute. So I had a real good talk with those students. So I don't like social media in that sense. However, and you, you may debate me if I should just stay away from it because I don't like it. Um, however, I want to be there. I want to be in proximity. I want to be able to have a voice because those students may not look for my stuff. But when they're down, when they're depressed, a tragedy happens, I want them to hear a voice of reason. Uh, I want them to hear someone that they trust, that they they will listen to differently. And I'm telling you, I've had so many conversations with kids about all these major topics. And I'm just trying to get them to think differently. Not only that, on my social media platforms, I can say whatever I want to. There's no boundaries of school. So I can talk about Christ. As a matter of fact, recently on Snapchat, I made a story. I was talking about going to church on Sunday. Why I go to church and how some students, some people think that hypocrites go to church. And I said, that's true hypocrites, people who are, are struggling, people who all kind of people go to church. And I told why, um, because we've been got by God and for God. So I can do what I want to on social media networks. So when those students follow me on my personal pages, I can talk about whatever. And I do. And so I'm on all these platforms because I want to be in proximity to where kids are. I don't think they should need to be there, but they're there. So I want to be a positive influence there. And you can debate me whether that's right or wrong. But at the end of the day, I believe I think Christians, it's OK for Christians to be on social media. If, if, if you can be there and be positive, it's OK for you to be there if you're influenced versus being influenced by it. Uh, again, the analogy with the boat It's good to be in a boat in the water, but it's bad when the water gets in the boat. And I think if you can be on social media and and be a voice and not be overcome by those voices or like the Bible says in First uh, John to be in the world, but not of the world. And so I want to be in the world, but I want to represent Christ everywhere I go. And so as I think about this um, being in school, I'm sorry, I got off a tangent. We're talking about the school shooting and what how we can respond. And I, I recently had the opportunity because of proximity, because I think proximity matters again. I was uh it was a couple days ago. I was in the studio going to make some videos for our Choose Well program. And I got a message from one teacher, text me. Another teacher sent me a message on Instagram. And I've never met this teacher on Instagram. Apparently, she follows me. She uses my videos in her classroom. And I'll read what she said to me because I thought it was really interesting that that her her desire. And she actually, she told me, she's I'm begging you. She begged me to uh, make a video to talk about it. Let me read what she said to you. Um, and I won't put it on the screen. I'll just read it to you. Um, but this is what she said to me. And it was out of the blue. And usually I don't have notifications on. So I usually don't have my phone on. But I saw this and I was like, wow, let me think about it. She wrote this. She said, uh, hello, Mr. Brown. I'm an elementary school counselor in Wisconsin. I'm reaching out to you because I'm at a loss. On Wednesdays, I usually send out a Wellness Wednesday challenge to our staff. It feels empty today. This is the day after the shooting. Too much sadness and lives gone. Do you have a video or something I could utilize in place of the one, the, my email I send out? I realize usually we have to pay for content, but I'm begging. We all need help and to lean on each other. 
thank you so much um, for your time. And so I made a video. I, I was I was trying to figure out what I would do anyway. So I, I made a video. And then when I sent it to her, she said this. She said, I am appreciative beyond words. Your words were definitely grounding and comforting. She said, you are an amazing human. I really appreciate you, exclamation mark. And it just made me happy. Like, you know, and I, I just stopped what I was doing. And it took me a while. I took three takes uh, to make this video. I got some input from some our team members. Hey, what should I say? And knowing what I wanted to say and go deep um, about sin, I didn't, I didn't do that. What I did was this. I said three things. Number one, it's okay to be sad. Number two, ask yourself this question, what is mine to do? And number three, uh, I borrowed a quote from Martin Luther King, keep moving forward. And I use a quote of his. And you can watch that video. We, I, put, I put a link in the description and you can watch that video on its own. But the reason I'm telling you a story is because proximity matters. Because I'm in the public eye, because I'm making these videos in public schools and teachers are watching me, they reach out in time of trouble. And I'm grateful that I can do that. And, I, I you know, at that point, I wish I could have you know, ultimately shared the gospel in that moment. But that wasn't the call at the time. But as again, as they begin to follow what I do and on my personal channel, uh, my YouTube channel, Mr. Brown, my personal Instagram, I post these videos. I post just about the gospel all the time. But again, um, being in proximity. And so let me let me get back to my original thought, how we should respond to this. And I think, number one, we should be praying. I think there may be times to uh, talk about solutions and all that. But first, let's pray. Be there to serve. Proximity matters. Maybe we can send some notes of encouragement to the people that that's a school. Um, and, but, but I think also the question I asked in the video, what is mine to do? That's something that we can ask and pray, God, God, what do you want me to do? Sometimes we think about what's going on all around the world and we should be. But I believe I remember this quote from a missions, missions conference one time. It said this, think globally, but act locally. Think about the world. Think globally, but act locally. What can I do in my local town? Can, can, can I can this be a moment where I can maybe start volunteering in a public school? Um, is there is a time I can, you know, maybe even in our own church that you may attend? How can you provide aid or comfort to parents who may be you know, concerned about sending their kids back to school? I, I don't know what it is. And I think that's why it's important to ask, even ask God, what is mine to do? God, what do you want me to do? Through this conversation, I was in, in, in the process of making this video for school. I ended up talking to my wife and got her her thoughts. And so I loved her thoughts so much, which I love most of her thoughts. Anyway, um, we made another video for our Life with the Browns channel. So check out lifewiththebrowns.com. Visit there. We made a podcast about her thoughts. And she said some really good thoughts about how for her, what is hers to do? And she said it much better than I will. But it wasn't about keep watching the news over and over again, getting updates. She knew what happened. She was informed. She wasn't putting her head in the sand, but she knows her own emotional makeup and she keeps watching those things. It would cause that kind of anxiety. She would have nightmares. So she knows what happens. But what 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 is hers to do? To build a Kiwi Co crate with the kids the next day to engage with them more, to kiss them more. And that's what I talked about in the video, too, making sure you understand this is just a reminder that life is so precious, that, that every moment matters, that that. Again, we run from sadness that it's, it's okay to grieve and be disappointed, but it's also understand, hey, this helps me get focused and clarity on what's really important. And maybe this school shooting can do that for us. We can, can wow, this is tragically that these 19 children passed away. God, how can this bring me more clarity about the life and the purpose you've given me? The day before the school shooting, the day before I made, I made the video, I saw this quote on Instagram and said this, a happy person wants 10,000 things. But a sick person wants one thing. I thought, wow, when you're sick, you're in the hospital. You, you don't care about the new car. You don't care about your post. You care about being 
healed. You want not to be sick. You want the one thing. And I think the sadness of, of the grief of these lost lives, especially so young and precious lives. I mean, these little kids were gunned down and it, it, it hopefully it brings us clarity of the evil in the world. And the only answer is Christ. And I, I'm not talking about the fact that if they have Christ, their life will be better. I think that sometimes is, is, is a distortion of the gospel. Like, okay, get saved, life will be perfect. You get saved and everything's going to be smooth sailing. That is not the Christian message. The Christian message is get saved, be right with God, have eternal life. And if I die today, my I got a different world that I'm living for. This world is not my home anymore. And I don't, I don't I live here. And I want to, as Paul said, to live as Christ. I want to live for Christ here, but dying is the gain. So we want people to be rescued, not just from physical pain or physical death. We want them to be healed from eternal damnation and hell. So maybe this, this tragedy can help us get some clarity about what it is we really are representing, who we're representing, and even for ourselves. Because sometimes, I mean, we hear about the school shooting, hear about this shooting at the subway and the store, all these things. It's just that, you know what? I don't have any problems in this world. I can go to Walmart and die. I don't know. I can have a car accident. All these things are true. And hopefully it helps us to have this idea that every moment matters and life is so precious. So I just think as believers, Let's not make, let's make sure that we're not, this is my advice, this is my, you know, that we're not just pointing fingers. We're not pointing fingers. Hey, they should be doing this. They should be doing this. But we should be saying, number one, let's look up to God. Let's pray first. We should be praying to God. Number two, asking that simple question, God, what is mine to do? What do, what, what do you want me to do? Some of you listening to this or watching this may be retired. You may be retired from your job. What does that mean for you? What, did you not retire from the kingdom? <laughs> You've retired from this sphere of influence at your job that you had, but you're not, if you're not dead, you're not done. I've heard that a long time ago. If you're not dead, you're not done. What is it for you? And I, I just have to repent from even the mindset of retire, live comfortably, get the house, get the car, make sure my air conditioning working. You know, but no, God, what do you want from me? What is mine to do? What is my purpose here on earth? And I just want us to to really stop, pray and ask that question. And maybe that maybe that's the point of this podcast. I, I could have a whole bunch of other stuff to say about a school shooting and all that. But maybe we need to stop pointing fingers and not join the crowd of pointing to um, Republican, Democrat, lawmakers, gun laws, all that stuff. Uh, and maybe there's a point for us to have a conversation. But again, that comes out of the question we ask God, what is mine to do, God? What do you want me to do in a situation? How do you want me to think globally about the world, but also act locally right here? My sphere of influence right here, starting in my home, in my neighborhood, in my community, in my city, in my state. What do you want me to do? And ultimately, I think we all need to be representing the gospel, representing truth, representing God, being salt and light in the world we live in. Yes, it's tragic. Um, and I'm going to end this podcast with, with prayer and just praying for our world, our mission, our goal, uh, and that God will be glorified in however we, he wants us to respond. So let's, let's end in prayer. Father, thank you so much for opportunity to just to be on the airwaves, to make a video, make a podcast. Thank you for the opportunity to do this. And as we think about our world, may these tragedies give us more clarity about, you know, what it is you've called us to do, that, that we're not here to make people comfortable and make people just feel good about life. We're not even here to be totally comfortable. We, we're grateful that you have given us things but Lord, I pray these things don't become idols for us, that we would, you know, worship these things and not worship you. 
And Father, we do pray for the families that that have lost their loved ones. God, I pray you would would bring along um, people to bring them comfort. And ultimately, God, you bring them comfort the way only you can comfort these people who lost their loved ones. And so many people may be tempted to turn from you. How could you let this happen, God? Help, please remind them that it's sin. That you have given us, at the, 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 you've given us freedom in a lot of ways, and there's sinful things that happen because you've given us free will. But God, thank you that 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 you are not ultimately responsible for this, and it's kind of hard to to work that theology through. But God, you knew what happened; you didn't stop it. You could have stopped it. But God, what is your purpose in it? Bring along believers who can help them to grieve and to not turn from you, but seek you. That 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 they would seek the God of the universe. Um, and I do, I, I, I can't pray for the dead, but I hope those kids that, that knew you as their savior, that, that they are now with you. And that this helps me pray for our kids' ministries and our parents, that we would be, uh, just be more passionate about teaching kids the gospel at an early age. Because this, we, none of us are promised um, years on this earth, Lord. But through you, we have promise of eternity through Jesus Christ. So may you be glorified and may you redeem lives through the situation and as uh, wherever we are whether we're in texas whether we're wherever we are in the world god as your children let us ask this question and be willing to respond what is mine to do what have you called me to do for your kingdom and your glory Um, thank you so much for um, who you are and uh, please provide comfort and even more than comfort provide truth to these people that they can see the truth and not be blinded by the God of this world that tries to blind them and leads them to anger and frustration and pointing fingers at other people and pointing fingers even at you. May they bow their knee to you in this time of tragedy. May we all always bow the knee because um, we know we, you made a promise that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. May we do it now uh, willingly to your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.